If you are someone who's looking to learn more about fertility awareness method for natural birth control or conception, and you're ready to finally get to the root of hormone imbalances for good, this is the podcast for you. The cool thing is fertility awareness method is here for you in all seasons of your life. When you're looking to prevent pregnancy, when you're ready to conceive, and when you want to use it postpartum. So if you're in the phase of your life where you are looking for a natural form of birth control without all the hormones, head on over to my free training, nourishedwithnina.com slash fam training for all of the information. All right, let's go ahead and hop right into this new episode. I think you're just missing creativity. You're missing some passion. Like what did you used to do that you loved? Did you used to dance? Were you gymnastics? person? (laughs) Gymnast? (laughs) Were you a gymnastics person? person? Welcome to the Finding Your Shine podcast, hosted by best friends Nina Boyce and Liz Garster. Enjoy a dose of Monday motivation each week as we interview people lighting up the communities of health and wellness, spirituality, and personal growth. Wherever you are on your journey to health, happiness, and self-love, Our real and authentic conversations with guests will keep you inspired and empowered. And keep you laughing too. Thanks for listening. We're honored to join you in finding your shine. Hey, Finding Your Shiners. We are here for a special episode today because this is our 100th episode. It sure is. We've done this. 99 times before this very moment, which is insane. 99 times. And we just had our second year anniversary this past October, which me and Liz both realized we did not even celebrate. No, we, we were didn't. like, oh my gosh, it's been two years. <laughs> I we are like, the worst. I need to mark it on my calendar like a month in advance and be like, this is coming up, like a to do reminder. Like, don't forget that this is soon. So, yeah. And we've, so we've hit the two year mark. We've rebranded. We are now Finding Your Shine, which you guys already know. And we are now on our 100th episode. And I'm just, I don't know, Liz. I'm proud of us. That's all I'm going to say. I'm proud of us for making it to 100 episodes. I'm proud of us for switching. Actually, I'm proud of us for all the things that you led the charge on. Like, let's not drink wine anymore. Let's interview people. Like, I feel like you really shaped the direction of what we have become. And it's all been really good choices. And a hundred percent of those choices I was not about in the beginning. So because you don't love change, but neither do I, but I think you got on board real quick with all of the changes. And let's just take a side note. We'd still drink wine. We just don't review wine on the podcast anymore because we sucked at it. (laughs) We still enjoy wine. Yes. We did not give it up or anything. LaCroix and Shine. That was the new name of the podcast. (laughs) Tea and Shine or LaCroix and Shine was the new name. But the big thing that we did was the rebrand and you being in uh, marketing were like, that's going to be so much work. Not that it wasn't because it was. The only reason I was nervous at first is like you have when you've been doing something for a period of time, like you have brand equity, like people are like, I listen to wine and shine. So there's the potential to like undo all that work you've built up. And I was like, I don't want to see us undo it. But it was the best decision we ever made because we found out the wine was a hindrance. That people it thought was. We, they didn't understand like what we were trying to do. 
They didn't understand what we were all about. And a huge shout out to Lindsay Simsick of the Almost 30 podcast because those girls are amazing. Um, and they frequently give us advice on just growing the podcast and being better hosts and all of those wonderful things. But I hopped on a call with her and she really supported us doing the rebrand. She had like a vision. She's like, I see you guys rebranding. And I brought it to Liz's attention. And then after some discussion, we went for it. And so I think that's probably been like one of the biggest pieces of news. But really the thing that I noticed the most is our audience. Like you guys have grown almost like almost double and we are so honored and like proud to have, like if you're an OG listener, thank you for being with us for two years and making it to the 100th episode. And if you're a new listener, like stay along for the ride because I think we happen to be kind of fun. And go back to like episode, let's call it episode three. I don't know what it was about, but I'm sure it probably wasn't that great. It wasn't great. Let's just put that out there. The beginning episodes weren't that great. So if you are an OG listener, we were like mad props. Yeah, to we you. were gonna review books. We were gonna do so many things. We, we did review a book. We reviewed Brene Brown's Gifts of Imperfection. We did, and then we were like, mm, reading a book a week seems like a lot. <laughs> so <laughs> seems like a lot. In we and. Time out. Let's just like take a step back for a second because since our 100th episode, like our entire lives have changed. I was going to say like then working, you know, full-time job doing the podcast, um, neither of us were coaches or even considering coaching at the time. I might have been considering it, but I hadn't started the program at the IIN. I'm pretty sure, I'm not going to lie, this is going to sound horrible. I'm pretty sure two years ago, if you would have talked about a coach, I would have been like, that's a fake job. Like life coaches are fake jobs. Like I thought that. Yeah. I was like, that's not a real thing. That's just like you wanting to be some influencer and making up some BS advice and calling yourself a life coach or any kind of coach. I didn't think it was a real thing. I honestly think that some people still think that because until you've worked with your own coach and you we'll hear this throughout, I'm sure many of the episodes when we're talking to coaches, but it's having that person to hold you accountable and to open up your awareness Mm -hmm. and to ask you questions to dig deeper that you wouldn't do on your own. A coach is really like a master of like you changing your habits and getting really clear about what your core beliefs are and your fear stories are and how that relates to whatever the issue is that you're having. So whether that's like finances or, you know, anxiety or gut health, it doesn't matter. It's like, it all comes down to your core beliefs and your fear story. And then of course you want to coach that is extremely knowledgeable in whatever area you are working on. So if like, if you're trying to balance your hormones, you want a hormonal coach. If you want to try and fix your finances, you obviously want a financial coach, but we all do the same thing when it really comes down to it. Mm -hmm. I found. Trying to think, let's reflect. What other ways can we reflect back on two years ago? So Nina, describe 2016 end of the year, Nina. Like where, who was that girl? Oh my gosh. Well, 2016, was that like right when we started or like after we had started the podcast? I was, I was just really dipping my toes into the waters of holistic health because I, I was coming out of like a terrible, terrible anxiety, like spout of time. And I remember just feeling completely out of control with my body. And I, at the time when we started the podcast, I will honestly say, I think I was in a very controlling place when it came to food and my health. I was very much like, I need to feel better. So I'm going to control every single thing I put into my mouth. And that's why I got into 
like paleo or keto or, or vegan. Like I tried all of these diets because I was like, what's going to be my health cure? The what's going to fix boy, my anxiety? Yeah. yeah. And we've learned through talking to numerous coaches on the podcast and then also myself going through my own program. I, I learned it so much deeper than that. And now taking a step back and two years later, here I am coaching women on the same things and really teaching people that it's not, yeah, the food is going to help and the nutrition is a huge piece of what I do and what will help to heal your body. But you have to dive deeper. It's like nutrition and movement and mindset and your views on the world. That's the hugest, I think, your views on the world and like spirituality and whatever you want to say, like a power greater than you. And yeah, I mean, I've just, I can't even believe the transformations I've made in two years, to be honest. I know that sounds cheesy, but it's true. No, I, you're like a different human being. Like, but so are you. So I want you I to talk about see where, it. that's the thing. Like I, that's your you limiting have, belief. Do you ever look back and you're like, I don't even remember. Like, it's like I have amnesia. I'm trying to remember like even who I was. Cause I think in moments of extreme stress as I have been in for mm, like two years now, you kind of, it's easy to lose sight of any kind of progress you've made. Cause you just feel so in the thick of it. I think I thought I had anxiety at that time when we first started the podcast. I did not not know what anxiety was. Well, it's at leveling degrees. When you have your first panic attack, you're like, oh, this is what anxiety is. There's multiple phases. There's like the anxiety that lives in your body, which is the one that gets me the most. Then there's the anxiety that lives in your mind where your mind's just like on loop all of the time. And then there's both of them combined. And you're like, well, life is really fun right now. I will say the thing that I think has changed the most is what I want. Like I'm a lot clearer on, like remember our first episode was like, or one of our first ones was like, the suburbs of the city. Oh my God, I'm embarrassed by that. I'm like, do I want a condo? I don't know, but life's so hard. And like, why? Yeah, why was that so hard? Living in the city of Columbus. It's not like we were moving to New York. We're like, no, are we going to move to the city of Columbus? That's actually, now that I think about it, like, that's the biggest shift I've made is I'm a, I'm obviously a very cautious person as evidenced by the introduction where I'm like, Nina has all these changes and I'm really nervous about getting on board, but There have been so many things that we have, like, I never thought I'd host an event or multiple events. I never thought I'd, like, go to festivals and meet people that inspired me and talk to them. Like, I never thought any of that would happen to me. I, my biggest concern was, did I want to move to the big, bad, scary city of (laughs) Columbus where I was going to get murdered? Oh, my gosh. How crazy is that? And did you even imagine that we would talk to as many cool people as we've talked to? No. I remember- That's what blows my mind. I remember the first time, so we got Sarah Beth Yoga. I think that was the biggest person we had gotten to date on the show, if I remember correctly. Or like someone that we didn't have a direct connection to already. She was our first. I remember jumping up and down. We were like, oh my gosh, Sarah Beth Yoga is coming on the show. (laughs) We were like so excited. And so- yeah, I remember that happening, and I, I was like, we'll never get anyone that big ever again. And it's not that they're—I've th- I've said this on other episodes. They're just people, all of those people that mm. we look up to so much. And it's mm-hmm. very surprising how many of them 
are willing to talk to you about literally anything. I would, I mean, our listeners don't know this, but like 90% of the time after an interview, one or both of us is like, hey, I'm going to reach out and like, we need to talk again soon. And Mm -hmm. we often do. Like I had coffee with Amy Amy. from Financial and Female. She's now Smart Girl Money. She rebranded because you got to do that sometimes. And like, we not only have all these connections that we made, like I thought those connections would end after we were done recording. And a lot of them, like Simi, Sam Vanderweelen, Cameron Simsek, like Ellie, all these people that we've talked to, we still, most of them still have some kind of relationship with in some capacity. Oh, yeah. And I would consider them friends. Mm-hmm. And, and I was going to say, I mean, I wouldn't consider them like they are friends now. We mm-hmm. communicate all of the time. And every time I go to a different city, if I have somebody that I've talked to on the podcast, it's like, hey, let's meet up. Let's get lunch, whatever. But Liz, I was going to say one of the biggest notable differences that I've seen in you is your intuitive eating journey. Because when we started this, you were obviously very interested in health and wellness, but you were still like so very much controlled by body image and weight. Mm -hmm. And I feel like you've made the biggest transformation in your thought process with that. And even the coaches you've worked with. And then, of course, like how you've then translated that to your passion, which is financial wellness. I definitely think in this journey, I found my passion, which is financial coaching. Like I absolutely like the universe hit me with that. Like I can see where I was when I learned that that was even a thing. And it's like, it was like I solved a math problem and everything made so much sense. And I was like, this is what I have to do. Like it's nothing in my life before or after has ever been that clear. Well, other than mm-hmm. like, I love my husband. I mean, obviously. Yeah, but that's a big one. Right. But things uh, related to that sort of thing. Yeah. And I've been evolving since I got my certification and I started coaching. And obviously I made like a huge transition and shift in my own life when it mm-hmm. came to work. But even recently, like I feel like I'm getting another shift where I feel so so incredibly passionate about women's health and like hormonal health. And I did before, but I feel like it's growing even more. Mm -hmm. And energetically, like I I really want to get my Reiki certification. Like, and I'm putting that on blast for everyone to hear. I feel like the spirituality stuff has really been at the forefront of what I've been doing. And it wasn't even something I planned. Like when it came to giving tarot readings, that just sort of like fell into my lap. And I just started doing it for fun. And then it became a thing. And then- I feel like it um, started becoming a thing at the yoga retreat. Like that's when it happened. Oh my gosh, I know. And I just would do it. And it was like, it's just very intuitive to me to do a reading and to coach people through what the cards are speaking to them. And I love it so much. And that's transferring now into just energy work in general and wanting to help people just get really connected to- where their imbalances are in their body and energetically what that means for them in their life. And it's also moving now towards like babies. And I know that sounds crazy, but I was like, yeah, I'm very much into like holistic birthing now. And I want to, I was like, maybe I should be a doula one day. Oh, I definitely (laughs) thought you were like, I am passionate about having a baby at this moment. No. Well, we already know that I blasted my future <laughs> goals. Like, I'm not. Yeah. No, that's not what I mean. But even just people that are, you know, people that go and they're a midwife. And then I was like, oh my gosh, how wonderful would that be to get a certification to be a doula and support women and their home hormonal health and holistic health? And I don't know. It's like I continue to see myself shifting in that area as we go. And I, who knows? One who knows where I, we're going to be? I love the shift 
And I don't know if it's like that you can do things so easily now remotely or what it is, but I love this idea of hodgepodging my life together or like having like these different parts of a person that are fulfilled by doing different things. Like, I feel like my dream life, I told this to Zach, it would be, (laughs) it's like so stupid. No, it's not. Don't say that. It's a great thing. I would, if I could do anything in the entire world, I would do financial coaching. I would work at a yoga studio and I would work at the brewery by me. And those are the three things I would do with my life. That sounds like a fantastic life. I love beer. Yoga makes me zen. And I'm very passionate about like all this stuff that we do. Like that. I had said the same thing. I was like, I'm going to do coaching. I'm going to work at a yoga studio. I'm doing both of those things. Now I'm thinking I want to do coaching and I want to do more travel. It's like just, it's crazy how much it evolves like as you get into it. But I think it's totally possible when we're moving into this age where you can do whatever you want to do. Like it doesn't have to look like one solid thing. Yeah, like you can for so long, it's been that way. And I think, I think a lot of people are afraid. Like I am afraid to make that shift in my life because I'm like, that looks like I'm a flighty hippie. Like, oh, she went to school. She has an MBA and she's like working in a brewery in a yoga studio and like coaching. Like who, like what kind of non-working person is this? You know, I think it's hard to drown out what society will tell you when you make a shift like that. I had a lot of like false beliefs and stories around that too. And, but now that I'm, living that. Like I'm working at a yoga studio and I sing at a church on the side and I teach some piano student, piano and voice students and I'm coaching. I'm like, this is, this is really everything that I've ever wanted. Like all of these things that I've wanted to do. And you realize you're making money and you're doing something that you're passionate about. You're in charge of your own schedule. If that's something that's important to you, doesn't matter what anybody else thinks. Like it really doesn't. And if they have issues, that's their own hangups. Really? Yeah. As long as you're able to live the life you want. Whatever. Exactly. And sometimes that is like staying in your, you know, you're like a teacher and you do it all the time and you love it. And that's totally fine. I feel like I always need to specify like, if this is not the route you want to take, that's okay. Yeah. But that you is can very take true. it. You, you can I, take it. You can take either one. I think that um, because so many people are afraid afraid to voice what they really want. That's why this conversation comes up so much because it's like, do what you want to do. Like do what works for you. And I know it's hard, but it's like quieting all those excess voices or or people in your life that are not supporting you. But if you are happy in what you're doing, absolutely, 100% do what you're doing. If that is your corporate job or like you were a teacher. I know so many teachers that are so incredible And I look up to, and I think that they are doing wonderful things with their lives and with the students. And I think that's great. And I like, that just wasn't working for me anymore. Mm -hmm. I think the one thing I would say for people that fall into that category is if you're not truly, truly like 100% fulfilled, like maybe you're not like 100% fulfilled doing whatever that main job is. That's okay. First of all, I I actually just journaled like, a bunch of stuff about like, you are not your job. Your job does not define your worth. Good people don't finish their to-do list every day. Like sometimes Mm, you just have to mm -hmm. remind yourself of that. But I do think it's important to find, if you're not 100% fulfilled, like find something, find a hobby, like find something else that you can just 
turn off whatever that is and be done with it and have more to your personality and to who you are as a person than what you're doing as a full-time job. Because I think our society is very much like, you're a teacher, you're a teacher. Like you're an entire identity. I don't know why I'm picking yeah. on teachers today. <laughs> you're a know. nurse, you're I a nurse. I relate to it. Mm-hmm. Like your entire identity is you are a nurse. I feel like that's what our mm-hmm. society tells us to do a lot of times. And I think that becomes hard. No one ever feels 100% in their job all the time. And so if you're defining yourself by your job, it gets kind of hard to feel good about yourself in those periods where maybe things aren't great. Yeah. And I also want to say, even though I am doing what I'm doing, doesn't mean I feel 100% good in what I'm doing on a daily basis too. Right. Sometimes it's hard and it's a struggle. It's so hard. It's so hard. And I think Instagram, and then even people listening to this conversation like, okay, yeah, great. Like you're doing this now. Wonderful. You're doing what you love to do. It, it's hard no matter what, because I think human nature is to always find like things that aren't working and our brain is sort of wired to think negatively. So you're going to have those same struggles, like regardless of what you're doing. It's just like coming down to, am I happy? Like, is this really serving me and like what I'm meant to do and why I was put on this earth? Like, is what I'm doing serving me? And if it's not, then maybe journal on it and think about what would be a better course for you and make plans to go that way. But like you said, if you're really happy with what you're doing and you just know that a little piece is missing, maybe it's just that you need to add some creativity to your life. That's mm-hmm. what I find that it is. I see people that really do like their jobs and they're and they're doing great at their job and something's missing. I'm like, I think you're just missing missing creativity. You're missing some passion. Like what did you used to do that you loved? Did you used to dance? Were you gymnastics person? (laughs) Gymnast? (laughs) Were you a gymnastics person? person? Were you an uh, artist, a painter? Like what were those things that you enjoyed when you were growing up and just add that back in? It's hard because I feel like from an early age, we're told, I don't want to say to suppress those things, but like, don't focus on it. Like that's your, that's your dessert. Like you got to do the hard work first and then you get that as a dessert. And I get that. Like, I get what our culture is trying to get us to do. They're trying to make sure we're important. Get us to succeed and make money. Yeah. But I think, you know, don't feel, we get so disconnected from what we used to like to do. I know I've had moments in my life where I'm like, what did I used to like to do? Who was I? Like, what, what made me happy before the point I'm at, like right now in life? Like, I, sometimes you don't remember because you're so far removed and you're so, focused on accomplishing, accomplishing, achieving, achieving. You're like, what did I do when I just didn't want to do anything? That's such a good point because you even mentioned earlier, and I was going to ask you to dig into that. You mentioned like, maybe you're not 100% happy, find a hobby. It's like, well, what if you don't even know what your hobby is? Like, I remember me and you had that conversation multiple times. Oh my God, like, like, we need Our husbands have so many hobbies and we don't have any hobbies. But I think a good way to do that is to remember yourself as a child. And what did you like to do? Like, what did you like to do as a kid? What made you happy, Liz? So Playing with I, your Legos? Didn't you have Lego people that you really liked? Absolutely not. No. <laughs> I had those little people that I really liked. I'm not going to play with little people as an adult. <laughs> Thank you very much. Um, what and what did you like? What no, I actually recently discovered this when I was on my coaching call with Stacy because I was like, Stacy, I don't know what I like anymore. And Because everything I like, even this, even the podcast stuff, it's it's fun for us, but I'm also like, we're coordinating this. We're doing this stuff. Like, I let 
I let everything that has an expectation overwhelm me and make me like incapacitated. Not a great quality for me to have. So I reflected on like, you're going to make fun of me so much. No, I can't wait. Little. I remember a few books I had. I had one book about the presidents and it had a page for every president and all sorts of facts about them. And I at one point knew like every fact about every president. And then I did the same thing with dinosaurs. I had a book about dinosaurs. I knew like all the different types. Then dogs. I knew all the different like breeds Are of you dogs. Max Braverman from Parenthood where kind you know everything about the bugs? Like that was me. Like I'd be like, I'm interested in this thing. And then I would literally like research it to death as much as like a nine-year-old could research at that time. I was the not, internet. Like, I was not like that at all. I did not have that attention span. I was like, I just want to pick flowers and But sing. look at me now. I'm like, I have to watch this documentary. This documentary. I'm always like about documentaries. Like I know yeah. this sounds really nerdy, but I'm like, I love to learn. Yeah. So I have started, like, I like walking, too. It's because I like to exercise without having to breathe heavily. Um, (laughs) (laughs) Who doesn't? So I'm like, wow, it's benefiting my body, but I'm not going to vomit everywhere. Cool. Um, (laughs) So I've started listening to podcasts, like, podcasts that are not self-improvement podcasts. Podcasts where I can learn about politics or other things, you know, that I'm, like, really interested in. Like cereal, I'm learning about the Cleveland court system. And for some reason, I thought you meant like cereal. Like you were going to learn about all the different brands of cereal. (laughs) That would be interesting. I like the first box that came to my head was Life Cereal. And I thought you were just like interested in learning about like when it was launched and who the founder of Life Cereal (laughs) and who did their branding. I I mean, I don't want to judge if people are really interested in that. You're interested in cereal. You go research your cereal. Report back to me on on Cinnamon Toast Crunch. I'm curious. (laughs) No, but like, I I think for me, I need hobbies or activities that don't have a pro, don't have something at the end that I have to be responsible for creating. Like, yeah. Because all my hobbies, like financial coaching or podcasting, like they're all, they're like little baby jobs. And as someone that gets a lot of worth from job, like we need to just yeah avoid that. Mm-hmm. I was going to ask you, like, remember that one time you were going to move to LA? Oh my gosh. Yeah. That's still like a thing. Not really a thing. We definitely settled on Columbus, but uh, it was, I all know, I wonder if it was because something newer and bigger was going to be happening in my life and I felt a change and I didn't know what that change was yet. But LA felt so real. Was that so before weird. or after you were going to do health coaching? Were you like getting your certification at that time or not yet? I'm trying to remember. I hadn't started yet. I was going to say, because, it was in February of 2017 that you yeah, had this. I had, how'd you know that so specifically? Because that's when I had my call with Chris Medina and I recorded it. And sometimes I go back and listen to it. So it was. Oh, <laughs> that's really funny. Um, it was before because I started after we made the decision not to move, I started the certification because I was applying for teaching jobs. That's how serious That's I was. right. Oh, I do I was applying for that. teaching jobs in LA. And when we went to visit LA, we even like talked to a realtor out there and we were like looking at apartments online. And But I would not be where I am right now if I would have just picked up and moved to LA. And Cody's business, I mean, who knows what it would have done? Like Cody's business has just really grown 
amazingly being here in Columbus. Uh And I don't think I would have been able to, well, we wouldn't have been able to afford if we moved to Columbus. Like the teaching salaries out there are not as good as they are here. And how would I have been able to just like start a certification and quit my job? Like that just wouldn't have happened. So everything happens for a reason. But now like we're planning on going to LA for longer extended periods of time. So Mm -hmm. I love the idea of a home base and then doing a bunch of traveling. Yeah. I think what I realized about myself was I'm, I've always been a very grass is greener type of gal. So like, I remember when I graduated college, I was like, I'm going to move to Charlotte. Like I love Charlotte and I did love Charlotte and I still do love Charlotte, but I couldn't help but like envision myself there and wanting something else. Yeah. So I like the idea of, I feel like anytime you make a big move, a lot of times we think it's going to like completely change our lives and it does for a little bit, but then we reacclimate to whatever that life is and we adjust and then we're like, okay, what's next? (laughs) Right. No, that's also, it's sort of like one of those band-aid solutions. So yeah, you're, you're switching it up and sometimes you need to, like some people, they need to shake it up. They need to do something different to get them out of that rut that they're in, but you still have to get to that underlying like core, those negative beliefs or patterns. They're going to come up again. So Mm -hmm. just moving doesn't mean like you may be avoiding some things that in your past, but the shit's going to come up again, just in a different form. So regardless, yeah, you moved. That was a huge thing in your life too. Yeah. You moved and to the suburbs, back to that whole conversation. (laughs) Away from the city. Um, Yeah. I don't know why I'm 85 now. (laughs) Away from the city. Away from the city. Mm -hmm. No, I did. I moved and it's exactly what I, I needed slower. I needed slower. I needed family. And now, like, I cannot tell you, my mom is moving here when she retires, like in a couple years, year or two. And the thought of having like every family member of mine in one place, well, except my dad, he's never going to move to a house. Though my sister and I have tried to convince him. In his, I was like, in your old age, don't you want to come live in the snow up near Akron, Ohio? And he was like, absolutely not. <laughs> but I do, like, I'm going to love having, like, I can go see my sister and I can go see her for dinner and then I can go home. Before it was like, yeah. okay, if I want to see her, I got to, like, drive three hours, got to stay overnight. Yeah. Like, it's just, I like being closer to family. I didn't think, I hate to be like this, but I didn't think I missed my family that much. <laughs> and then yeah, it was like, I miss my family. When we go home, we definitely have those hits. And me being in in a big Italian family, it's hard because when we go back home and you're surrounded by that, it just feels so good. Uh, Right now, where we're at in our lives, it seems like Columbus is going to continue to be our home base. But I mean, who knows? In 10 years. I mean, what the world here, you know, the world is is happening. You could be by your mom. (laughs) I would probably move to Cleveland if we were going to do any sort of move. I remember years ago, like five, six years ago, way before we started the podcast, and you're like, I think Cody and I are moving to Cleveland. And I was like, no. (laughs) I know. I, yeah, we had that thought about moving to Cleveland too. But as of right now, Columbus is the place for us. So let's talk about, obviously, we've reflected on the last two years and 100 episodes and blah, blah, blah. Let's talk about fun things that we have planned for the future because we have something so big. So big. I know. 
If you've been seeing us teasing this episode, you know that we are giving a big announcement at the end. And you have made it to the end. And we're going to announce it. Congrats. So Liz and I are going to be hosting a Women Wellness Podcast Festival next September the 21st of 2019. And it is going to be huge. Um, We have some phenomenal guests, all of which have been on the podcast. Just a couple hints. They are coming from LA. They are coming from New York. And they're amazing women wellness podcast babes ready to share their wisdom with all of you. Yes. So I, if you are interested in this, let me tell you if this is right for you. If you are like, should I go to that? The answer is yes. If you <laughs> A, have a podcast currently that you're like, I really want to have a better, like a stronger community or get advertisements or come up with content or any of those things that you would need to grow your podcast and make it even more amazing. Even learn about technology. Like yes. we're going to have that covered. Yeah. Guess who? Three guesses who's going to provide that session. <laughs> <laughs> podcast masters. Yeah. Um, secondly, if you are even thinking like our lovely friend Sam just lost, launched her podcast, Gooey, you should check it out. So she is awesome. She does our show notes and she's also oh, yeah, our she's wonderful hear friend. <laughs> yeah. Hey, girl. Um, she just launched her podcast, Gooey, a week ago. No, yeah. this week. Yeah. Like two days ago, as we're recording this, two days ago. So, um, oh, and I'm the first guest. So, hey, look that's at you. going to be. So, when you hear this episode, go head over to Gooey because she's interviewing me. I mean, if you want to hear me talk more, if you don't, then I mean, who wouldn't? Let's be real. (laughs) I mean, if you're getting ready to, if you're like, you know what? I am very passionate about wellness. I'd like to start a podcast. And you're like, but I don't know where to start. Then you should come to this and learn that too. Or if you just want to hang out with all the coolest wellness podcasters ever, then you should just come and hang out. Exactly. (laughs) Any of the above. Right. It's really for anybody. And of course, the information is going to be very tailored to wellness podcasters. It's also, like Liz said, it's for you, even if you don't have a podcast yet and you just are starting to think about it. Like, just get some information. But at the same time, maybe you just are curious about how podcasts work and you're not quite sure if you want to launch one or not. But maybe you know you don't want to, but you just want to hear these badass women chat. Like, come. And also, we are going to announce, when should we announce the guest, Liz? The guest speakers. Do that in, let's do that. That feels right for January. That feels okay. like a start of the year. I love off it. Off with a bang. Yeah. It's my vote. In January, we'll announce them on the podcast and also on Instagram. Yeah. So it's going to be in Columbus. So if you're from the Columbus area, great news. Very inexpensive to attend because you can go home afterwards. If you're not <laughs> from the Columbus area, it's a very affordable place to come stay. So you don't have the high expenses of a New York or LA, but you get all the talent from a New York and LA and us Midwest gals that have fun things to say too. And Columbus is a really great city. And we're not just saying that because we live here and Liz used to live here. I mean, it is a, an incredible city. And most of the people that come to visit, that's one of the first things they say. They're like, wow, there's so much to do here. There's so much to like see, eat, drink. The food scene's incredible. There's so, a beer hotel. Like Brewdog has a hotel where you can bring your dog and drink beer and it's a hotel. So do you need any Columbus. other convincing? 
<laughs> we should just make tourism videos. <laughs> I know. Oh my goodness. I don't leave, live there anymore, but come to Columbus. Like, that's my pitch. <laughs> yeah, come to Columbus. It's amazing. Um, so yeah, we have this big conference coming up. We're so excited to share the speakers with you. If you have any questions in the meantime, please feel free to message us, email us. We will be letting you know when the early bird tickets are going to be going on sale soon. Yeah, definitely. So we're very excited. And Nina, I know you obviously, like we've talked about your health coaching. You have your new program that you've launched. Yeah. Let's talk about that because it's exciting. Yeah. So I recently developed a six-week group coaching program that focuses on... It's it's funny because our conference is called Empowered Voice and this like wasn't even planned. But the six-week course is called Empowered Mind, Empowered Body. And it's six weeks really to feeling your best mentally, physically, um, spiritually, all of the things. Uh-huh. And each module will have a couple video lectures from me. So I'm going to go over all of the content via video. It's all self-paced, by the way. So you can go through all of the materials at your own pace. There are also going to be little workbook assignments, journaling prompt. And our good friend, Rachel Kerr, who has been on the podcast, is going to be supplementing the program with yoga videos and meditation videos. And they are all going to coordinate with each module of the course. So if you are interested, I will be launching the course in January and I'll be promoting it a little bit more throughout December. And I will also have early bird tickets for that. I think at the beginning of January is when the tickets are going to go on sale, but I'm only going to be taking about 10 people for the program. So if you're interested, let me know and I can get you on the wait list. I already have a few people that are on there right now. So just message me on Instagram at nourishedwithnina or you can email me at nourishedwithnina at gmail.com. And I would love to just set up a call with you and we can talk about all the details of the program. Um, And I forgot to mention, we have weekly group coaching sessions. So after each module, after you've been through all of the content in each module, we'll meet as a group and we'll just coach through everything that was gone over in that week. And I'm also offering private VIP sessions if that's your interest too, if you want some private coaching. Sounds like January is like the month for everything going on. Like we're going to kick off 2019 with all this cool new stuff. I'll probably be launching something in 2019. Stay tuned. I will be I'm launching. Sure, Not probably, you will. I will be. You will, will be. be. Your blog's already launched. You already have. I know, but I haven't put anything up there in a while. Just know that that eats at me every day. But you know what? <laughs> <laughs> Just your pause. You're like, yeah, but I haven't put anything up on that in a while. No, but you know what? I have this problem. It's the dessert problem where I'm like, I just have to keep working until everything that I'm supposed to do for work is done. And then I can work on that stuff. And I have to like, I'm trying to make a conscious effort to be like, no, you can work on that stuff in your free time. You have free time. You can use it for whatever you want. Like Mm -hmm. writing stuff. I did write an article for wellness lately. And that was really, that, that article resonated with a lot of people. Oh, thanks. It resonated with me. So now go if check I would just out. write more blogs and I could resonate with people all the time. Yes, that's what's coming for Liz 2019. More more blogs. Liz. <laughs> just more. Just more. More <laughs> of Liz. And just more coming from finding your shine. So the big things to look forward to starting in 2019 for us is of course the six-week course and of course the conference, which I just, I can't even fathom that we're doing this, Liz, because it's going to be that big and I'm so pumped for it. It's like, guys, it's going to be like 200 people, just so yeah. you know. It's not going to be a little, a little small affair. It's a big it, thing. 
Yeah. And I think you guys are going to be really excited about the guests that we are bringing in. I have to shout out the Good Fest because we were incredibly and super inspired by That's the Good Fest. That's where it happened. I was in line for food at the Good Fest. I was like, you know what? We need this, but we need this. I think it's because a bunch of people at the Good Fest had podcasts. And I was like, right. we need to talk about like our particular platform and how we can leverage it. That's what we need exactly. to Exactly. Yeah. Just got a little pain. So, Got a ping and we went with it. So it's basically like inspiration from the Good Fest turned podcast central with incredible, amazing boss babe women. Yes. So I guess that's it for our 100th episode. We're now in the triple digits. We are into the triple digits. Thank you guys so much for continuing to support us here on the podcast. We love you all. You're the reason that we do this. And We can't wait to see you in September. Yeah. So long away. (laughs) You're coming. See you then. (laughs) We hope that you all have an incredible week and we will be with you next Monday for a new episode with a new fabulous guest. Yay.